0: Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard.
1: Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering.
0: If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings.
1: But we love stories at Northridge, don't yeah, we? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And so uh, we're going to continue this week, um, what we began last week, hearing some from folk within our own community, sharing stories of, of faith, really, of their own journey with yep. the Lord and how that happened and so on. Uh, so to kick us off today, we're going to listen to Grant Michelson, um, which we're really excited to do. Grant's recorded uh, just this story for us. So just say
1: well done, Grant. Yep. It's not easy to just talk to the camera. No, so
0: absolutely. So if you haven't Uh, got a cup of coffee or something and you want to just sit back uh, and listen to Grant, we're going to do that now. All right.
2: Good morning Church. Uh, My name's Grant Michelson and uh, I'm married to Lisa and together we have two children, the uh, beautiful champion of Grace Nia and the hugely humongous Hugh. Uh, Both of them are in high school. Uh, We joined Northridge about five years ago, Uh, prior to that we were living in Perth for about three and a half years and then prior to that uh, we were in the west of France for just under five years. Um, My work took me there and also back to Perth. Um, Before we left uh, to go to France we were in fact in the inner west in Sydney so we've done what I call the boomerang tour, we threw it out from Sydney, uh, ended up in France, back to Perth and and back here in Sydney. Uh, And I think that's where we'll be for at least the foreseeable future until the children finish high school and then we'll see what happens. Um, Thank you to Matilda and and Hugh for last week. Uh, Always enjoy hearing different folks uh, sharing different journeys and and things like that and how much grace is there for each of us in our own uh, unique and and, uh, wonderful ways. Uh, today i want to sort of take you back to a point in my life that uh, i think was the most significant um, in many ways you know i've I've had a very you know blessed and, and uh, great walk um, with the lord not always walking with the lord uh, but over time uh, i look back to a period in the early 1970s now I haven't always walked with the Lord, of course, you know, I did commit my life as a Christian uh, in my teen years, then I drifted, I recommitted, I drifted, recommitted, I did a bit of yo-yo sort of um, uh, kind of walk at at, at times, I don't think it was too untypical of what many of you may have also experienced, Uh, we're all different. Uh, but one thing I did have on my sort of bedside wall was a cross. I was given this um, very early on by someone. So for those parents and grandparents among, among us, you know, and those who are parent and grandparent figures, don't give up, you know, don't give up. Um, do so into the lives of, of your young folks, you know, do um, encourage, do pray. Uh, it does count. It does matter. So I was given this um cross with a with a couple of scripture verses on it. And this cross in the night, it would glow. What it meant, Bot, you know, if you had your bedside table on um and you turned off the light, it would glow in the night. So I would be lying on my pillow. You know, I, I at this stage I may not have been even walking with the Lord really very closely at all. Um, but I still had this up on my bedroom wall nearby bed and it would glow this cross would glow when the light went out um, and it had a scripture that's really been the probably the best scripture for me um, and and we all have favorite scriptures i have too many favorites they're all favorite but this one on that cross at the bottom of it was written proverbs 3 5 to 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So it was really a a very early call to say, you know, have faith, be obedient. Don't look at what you think. Don't use your own eyes. Um, Don't use your own understanding. Don't try and rationalize this. You have to believe. You have to trust. Even when you've got nothing left, Grant, you have to trust. You have to trust. Um, You have to have faith. Um, Now, I'm not saying that's easy, and it's not been easy, either for me or for probably us, but I know of no other way except Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. I have to be drawn back there because that's the only sort of formula, or, or it's not really a formula, but it's the only anchor that I know that I have to be drawn back to that in any of my circumstances when things are going well and when they're not going well. I have to come back to the word uh, from that point. So in a sense, uh, you know, my own identity as a Christian was formed very early and very profoundly as a five-year-old. And also what that identity meant, and I know identity is a strong part of the Sockham course that, that we do at Vineyard, But identity, and I I, I really understood identity and who I was. And that identity also, for me at least, has spilled over into the word intimacy. And that was something two weeks ago that Bonnie also shared with us. So the the timing of what she shared was fantastic. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, And so the notion of intimacy has also really shaped a lot of what I think about and how I sort of approach things uh what i mean by that is you know again as a child I, I remember very profoundly you know many things you know the smell of my you know grandmother's cooking yeah uh, which was generally good of course um but then going into my grandfather you know and or my dad i would i would say to them and i would rub my hands against their face you know the whiskers you know it always uh, intrigued me as a boy you know there was, why did my father and grandfather have sandpaper on their face? But then when they shaved and I would, I would watch them shave, it was just brilliant. You know, I watched them as a, as a boy shaving, then they would do all their business and then they'd splash on, of course, this was in the 70s, Old Spice, because that's all that existed. There was one one product, only Old Spice. So even today, I can tell you that the smell of Old Spice does something for me. You know i know it's very uncool to say that but old spices you know will trigger very fond memories for me uh, as it is in the same way with intimacy and i don't know what you do in your own household when your children or grandchildren were young but you know when kids would come into mum and dad's bed usually in the middle and just that point, they never ask for permission. They just run onto your bed, jump in. Before you knew it, the kids were in bed. But frankly, that is really what I, I enjoy, that image, because it is a bit like um, children coming in uh, and just to the presence of the Father at any time. Draw me near, near to me and I'll draw near to you. You know, God's not saying, hang on a minute, Grant. Hang on a minute. Um you know, I'm busy talking with Michael and Gabriel, the angels. We, we talk, we're rustling up some good battle plans. No, no, the, God's already done the, the battle. It's already been one. So, you know, I just feel absolute confidence. And we should all feel and know the confidence that we can come into God's presence at any time. And what does intimacy look like for you? Or how do you enjoy or experience that? Again, it's probably very different for each of us. But when I'm just, you know, in the state with God, I just, you know, I just smile, you know, I just enjoy and I just enjoy the pleasure of being in his presence, you know. So that identity and the notion of intimacy, I think, are very, very interconnected, uh, at least from my own experience. The other thing that that's really influenced me, and I think it comes back from you know watching my dad and seeing them shave and all of those sorts of boyish things because I've really been influenced growing up um, and particularly you know uh, in my 30s um, and beyond I'm now in my 50s. Um, was the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge? Uh, and also, this book, um, which is a little bit similar, The Barbarian Way, probably less well known than the uh, John Eldridge book. You know, really saying that, you know, the Christian walk isn't, um, you know, a, a, a safe walk. It's, it's, it's a dangerous walk, you know. Um, and men in particular, you know, we, we get bored, we dream, we, we imagine. Um, the Christian walk is messy. Uh, It's filled with all sorts of misfits like, you know, me and maybe some of you. Uh, There are lots of unlimited possibilities that that go on. And and one of the things that I really love... is about you know people going nuts in church. You know, I really do. I love the wildness of church, and I think that that sense of coming from New Zealand and living in parts of Europe that were, were rugged and wild. You know, I've really resonated with the wildness, the untamed, the, the dangerous side of things. You know, now being a Christian, you know, isn't sort of dangerous when you know, you know, when you know the Father in that sense. But I've really just enjoyed. Pushing and seeing, you know, the third thing that I'm, I'll talk about, other than identity and intimacy, is the third thing is the impossibilities. Is when you have that relationship with God, is how the impossible become the possible, the extraordinary becomes the ordinary, uh, the supernatural really is the natural. This is the, you know, bringing king, you know, bringing heaven to earth. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Um, that, that kind of, you know, believing for faith and then anchoring back to Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in him for healing. Trust in him for deliverance. Trust in him for salvation of those that you're praying for and have prayed for for many years. Keep doing that. Keep pressing in. The impossible will become the possible. Um, these things, you know, I just think really just do work out for us um, time and time again. Um, and that that's the thing that's really um, sort of struck me as a Christian, you know, and where I am in, in my current sort of journey. You know, just enjoying my own identity, knowing that identity is safe in, in, in Jesus, uh, enjoying the intimacy, um, pressing into that. I'm not there yet, but just knowing what that is and pressing in. Uh, And thirdly, really looking for the impossible and saying, God, I want the more. I'm I'm restless with with the status quo. I'm restless with just seeing us do the same stuff. I want to see real amazing stuff happen because you talked about that in your word. Um, And that's the sort of the stuff that really sort of makes me, I guess, tick uh, as a person and as a as a believer today. One thing, and I'll finish with this. This week I was struck by a story uh, that was in the media. It was a man uh, from China who had, uh, it was something like 24 years ago, he and his wife had their two year old son abducted by human traffickers. For the last 24 years, He has been scouring all of China on his motorbike, searching for his son. He has driven, apparently, 500,000 kilometres to find and search his son. And it's only been this week, through DNA testing, he found his son. But what struck me, when he's been riding his motorbike, he had a picture of his two-year-old son, because that's when he was um, abducted. Two-year-old son with the words uh on written in chinese on the on the flag because he had a flag on the back of his motorbike with the picture of his son that read where are you my son daddy will take you home now that story uh just struck me you know, that that sense of the father heart of god that really is manifest and here he is a guy you know that just this the, the the desire a bit like the man Um, You know, the shepherd who loses one of his sheep, he leaves the 99 and searches for the one. The woman who, who loses her coin and turns the house upside down to find the lost coin. You know, I love that story. You know, where are you, my son or daughter? Daddy will take you home. That's the pursuit of the father. So intimacy, identity, and the impossibility, these things, you know, are not just sentimental ideas. You know, you know, intimacy is is, is a proactive, it's, it's a taking hold of something, it's going out and grabbing something. That's the love of the father, the father who runs out and, and grabs his prodigal son. That's what I love about our father, you know, That's his heart, the intimacy, um, the identity that we each have as Christians. And I'm just so, so grateful that as a five-year-old, I had that Samuel moment, I really did. Um, I'm not there yet. There's so much more to learn. Yes, I'm as disobedient as I probably was as a five-year-old as I am as a 53-year-old, but I just love the fact that God loves me as I am, uh, he enjoys all that I do, most of the time, uh, uh, and and the same with you. He just enjoys you. Um, so, I just wanted to share that those things with you, uh, but particularly the story. You know, where are you, my son, my daughter? Daddy will take you home.
0: Mm. So we just we just would love to pray. For you wherever you are right now yeah we'd love to pray together and particularly would pray for you um, you know I don't know about you but we certainly felt our hearts burning in us as as Grant was sharing that so why don't we just ask the Holy Spirit to continue that work yeah. you may want to just place a hand on your on your chest on your heart
1: mm.
0: and just allow the Lord to do that work he's starting to, to as he's starting to nudge us mm. Lord, we thank you that you are our loving Father. Lord, you don't just travel the ends of the earth. You you come and you die a horrid death and you suffer and you rise again. You overcome death Mm. so that we can be with you, so that we can live this life and the eternal life with you. And i pray that that love lord not just a word not just a sentiment <clears throat> but an action the truth of that love it would just penetrate us this morning yes. mm-hmm. and wherever you are i pray that um just that message it would calm any anxiety that you might have been feeling this week
1: mm-hmm.
0: that reminder of his love it would just ground you
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It would cast all doubt or fear from your heart, and uh, the the Lord's almost the the face of the Lord would just enlarge that it would obscure any other yes. distraction today.
1: Mm, mm.
0: Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hmm. And just
1: uh, yeah, just I uh, just feel like Lord the Lord's highlighting that picture of the father pursuing his mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, sense for some, you just feel like, yeah, yeah, no, like God pursues everyone else. <laughs> but but he doesn't quite pursue me in that mm-hmm. way. He has different expectations on me, or he, um, he just doesn't see me that way. And I just uh, feel like the Lord is saying, no, I pursue you in that way too. I am driving around, I am chasing after your heart. Um, yeah, so Mm. it's for you as well. Mm. Mm. Oh man. Oh, so that's, I so enjoy this, the series when we do it, I just find, um, such encouragement. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I love that you said they grant just those, you know, three such simple things, Mm. (laughs) simple, I say, but you know, um, it's just so key to our walk with the Lord
0: yeah and I, I was actually thinking this week you know that guys there's it's good to listen and to sit um and to reflect on people's other people's stories but it's so powerful isn't it mm. when we tell our own stories and <laughs> sometimes it can feel like well how on earth do we do that now um but there are still opportunities whether you're seeing um you know with a friend with maybe with your spouse uh partner whether you're sitting with your kids mm. uh or your parents just to be able to to think well can I tell a story of what God's done in my life or or how he's been faithful Um, and you may think that your family have heard all those stories they may have (laughs) and they may tell you they have (laughs) but um, I'm just I was reminded this week that Jesus spent a lot of his time telling stories stories and telling and also we may not read them but telling retelling of the stories of Israel to each other Mm -hmm. as he shared Passover and things like that with his disciples so Let's be doing that this week.
1: So uh, we've got an interview with Jenny oh, Wyatt, which is really
0: exciting. All right, let's go.
1: Well, Jenny, it's so lovely to have you joining us this morning. Thank you so much for agreeing to uh, be interviewed and share your story with us. It's great. It's great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Bonnie. Oh, no, we're we're excited. We're excited to hear all about it. I'm so um, excited. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Jenny, why don't you uh, just start off by telling us uh, about who's in your house, who's in your family?
3: I'm married to a a wonderful man, David, and we have Zachary and Bian. very blessed with both our kids. Um, Everyone knows them, Zach and Zee. So yes, Zach is um, nearly 21, uh, third year at uni and Bian is in year 10. (laughs) <laughs> that one. its going so quickly. Um, yeah. So just four of us, but Zach has moved out at the moment. And yeah.
1: Ah, oh, mustn't forget the mustn't forget no, the, the very important part of the family. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, now, Jenny, uh, we would love to hear just a little bit about your background. Um, it's a little bit different to most of us watching, and so. Um, we'd just love you to share a little bit about your background.
3: Um, so I was born in Malaysia. I'm a second generation Indian background. Both my grandparents were immigrant from India, taken by British to live in, Australia, in Malaysia. So, yes, so if you know Indians, we are very rich in our culture, customs and religious and all of these things and i think it's even heavier as an immigrant because they want to hold on to what they thought they didn't want to kind of lose so part of me i'm so grateful that i have this heritage but there are part of me that i kind of struggled for certain things and um hesitant in some of the views i suppose um But I left to come to Australia on a student visa Mm -hmm. because I kind of um, wanted to adventure out and I didn't want to marry at a young age when I was supposed to get married. And I always wanted to further my education where I found David. And um, during the time that I was here to study. This is home now. I am one of six. Uh, I grew up in a foster care because my parents thought they will help this couple With a distanced relative who could not have kids. After a few months living with them, they decided they wanted to adopt me legally, but my dad decided this was not a go-to happening thing at all. So there was a bit of a struggle with both parents wanting to own me in a way, which was really nice. But after a few years, my foster parents then decided to adopt another daughter growing up. In between, not knowing which family I belonged to. Um, it was kind of dark time of my life, getting to know my parents had loved me but still gave me away and why me out of all the fix. And uh, my adopted parents were loving, but I could see as they had their own daughter, their love towards me wasn't the same. Mm. So I was in the middle of not sure where i really belonged as i grew up i could see yes so it was treated more their daughter and i'm not but they all were loved you know they were loved i was not but it was more of a feelings rather than a physical doing or anything towards me
1: yeah
3: but i always had a faith in god always always didn't um you know but i didn't really have a relationship with god
1: okay so you kind of knew of god but not yes really, we, like, yes okay and, and we had lots
3: of god and goddesses with the indians yes
1: okay so there was a a sort of a was there, is it a hindu background yes. Yes. yeah hindu
3: background.
1: okay yes okay so if that so if that's your sort of background um i guess one of the questions is so what led you to come to church then uh-huh.
3: I was just going to say, fast track my life, and I am here now. <laughs> what brought us to Northridge? It's my wonderful daughter. <laughs> but a wonderful family invited my daughter to start youth. And uh, they're very well known in the church community. Uh, the Sherlock's. Um, So they have invited Z to come to Youth and or through Sarah, and then Zian started coming. And I was also going through a very difficult time in life at that time. Um, And Z actually said to me, Why don't you come to church, Mum? This is after a few times that I had dropped her on for Sunday service. She'd been coming to youth. And that Sunday service as well at Northridge. (laughs) Um, And, of course, in the Northridge family style, I was welcomed so warm, so friendly, so loved. And I actually almost felt like this can't be really true (laughs) because I have been to churches. I'm, you know, being married to David and bringing our kids up we both decided that we will introduce them to temples and churches. They're very welcome to choose. Mm. Um, so I remember very, very well the first day I was at Northridge. I came along the day that Phil Henry spoke about forgiveness. At the end of the service, I braved myself to Ed Richard and asked Phil to pray for me. Mm. And uh, Phil gathered a few wonderful ladies, and um, everyone prayed for me, for me to forgive others, but most importantly, to forgive myself. I was never, ever was brought up to be able to forgive myself. (laughs) It was just not in um, what we grew up. Bill's exact word was at the end of it saying that, go home, things will be different. And every day since then, things are different. I knew I found my God, my Saviour, and my journey with God, you know, just began. Mm -hmm. I came to church every day, pretty much since then. And um, I bawled my eyes out every single service. And every time people asked, you know, whoever did the talk saying that who needed to pray, that would be me first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, when you have that real hunger, don't you, and when you find something that finally um, fills that that space that you know you've always had, you just want more, don't you?
3: Mm. He just kept giving more and more. And I then asked David. To see whether he would come to church
1: <laughs>
3: I think a couple of weeks after I started coming to church he then started coming to church as well mm. and um, both of kids came to church as well and um, I sat with him a lot with God and asking what's my next journey and he kept opening up he' he made me sit in that spot and then we did alpha yes. That was our first step. And Can you just
1: tell me maybe one thing about Alpha that um really impacted you or is the incredible
3: God that we I have not found.
1: Yeah.
3: And it was my it's like when you open up a book and you think, okay, I might like this book and, and you and you get into it and you get into it and you get into it. And my love with God, it just grew through Alpha. And, right. and I was not the only one who had other things. And I became more of able to open up things and, and open up with him and how to pray. So there was many things happened for us um, mm. at Alpha. Yes. That's great. That's great. But all of us did Alpha. So Z was doing the kid Alpha. Zach actually did the same Alpha with David and I as well. That's and really it,
1: precious that so you could do that together as a whole family. Oh,
3: so special. yes, yeah. so special.
1: And then David and I did marriage course
3: yeah. after that. And how did you guys find that? Oh, incredible. It's, yeah. it's a, a saviour to our marriage. Yes. <laughs> so many things that... I think the difference was we knew a lot of the stuff, but at this time we were walking with God.
1: Wow. Okay, that's quite profound. And so yes. that's and so walking with God made it made the difference.
3: Massive difference. Yeah. Massive difference for us. Wow.
1: Just a little plug: we're actually running an online marriage <laughs> from the end of this month. So if you're listening to Jenny and you think, "Oh my gosh, that's me," yeah, I make
3: sure I recommend it one hundred percent.
1: Yeah,
3: one hundred percent. Yes,
1: that's great. Yes. So you did alpha and the marriage course, and then um, our kids got
3: baptized. Yes, by their choice, and we were super proud of both of them. And um, it was something that David and I always have said. You know, we'll introduce them, and they choose. Yeah, and we are so so happy that they chose. To be baptized at northridge you know and um so again i sat with god after for a while to see what my next journey was yeah and just before COVID, we were going to have a baptism at church mm-hmm. and i put my hand up saying that i want to be baptized and then i had doubts i thought am I ready for this? I don't know him that much, you know. Do I want to jump into this? Um, and then I said yes to Rob, and then I said no to Rob. <laughs> and, um, and Rob said, no, that's perfectly fine. That's, yeah. You've got to do it when you're ready. And, um, and I had a dream that night. My dad came around and said, darling, it's okay. Mm. You can still come and see us. You just have to come through this door it's perfectly fine we will always be your parents wow. and i think that's when i decided that jesus is it for me and then i got baptized on january 26th this year
1: yeah
3: with our children being there which was lovely mm. and david got baptized as well so it was a very special day for for us
1: So it sounds like it's kind of um, been a bit of a combination of a journey as well as a whole lot of things coming together. Yes. And and kind of um, almost pointing towards Jesus.
3: Um, I feel like I got to know him originally and I seeked for him and I had the hunger wanting to know him more. And I know a lot of people, even at the church community, say to me that it's so good that you're doing this because you are very open for it. Mm -hmm. And um, now I say that I do have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I definitely have a relationship with Jesus. Um, I just recently did set free. Yeah. And um, that was a massive help for me. And I have to say, I, I feel much different person since that free as well. Being an Indian, we are very rich in our culture and rich in our customs and rich on our religious things. Yeah. I felt all that got lifted off me.
1: Yeah.
3: And again, it's a journey, my journey with God. And I mm-hmm.
1: think,
3: you know, there was a blockage for me. I will pick up the Bible and I try. And I felt like I couldn't understand it. And after set free, I can sit and have a talk to Jesus, a God, and I can hear things. And I can open the Bible, and I can understand what's going there and what is coming back to me. And why am I looking at that today?
1: It's so lovely to hear your story sort of in sequ- almost in sequence because it's, it is such a reminder how, you know, there are different things that we need at different times and, and just how faithful God is, you know, um, to bring something like the Alpha course along, yes. which, which was a lot about what does it mean to be a Christian and how do I be a Christian and what does it mean to a really practical in that kind of way? And then. You know, then even more practical was the marriage course, which, you know, I know, which, you know, you kind of shared for you and David was just a real, prof- you see, profoundly seeing change in in your marriage and in yourself and each other. Um, and then doing something like set free, which was kind of breaking down some blockages that there were that yes. maybe you weren't aware of before. And, yeah. and each time it releasing more of God. It's just, it's just such. Um, a beautiful story to hear Jenny it's just it's
3: amazing for me having this i think you know and i feel so free
1: yeah
3: and all the darkness all the pain and all the forgiving so it's just been how do i share it with other people do i talk about it yes i endlessly do talk about it whenever <laughs> i have an opportunity yes yeah uh do i write things down i th- think i should be writing more but i definitely mm-hmm. do talk to people who are struggling and yeah. who haven't found god
1: yeah yeah well that's it isn't it i, I mean it's one of the reasons why we do stories Mm. in this way is because actually hearing people's stories and hearing the journey that people have have done often will resonate with us and we'll hear parts of ourselves in other people's stories and um, and then we can encourage each other along the way and um, was there anything else that was on your heart to say Jenny? I do want
3: to say a few things (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I've come through
3: a few things when I was doing earth, earth Bible. Um, I think one of the things was in John 15, 4 to 5, the Lord stresses the importance of drawing your strength from him. Mm. He says, take care to live in me. Let me live in you. For a branch can't produce fruit when served from the vine, nor can you. Can you be fruitful apart from me? Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever lives in me, I in him shall produce a large crop fruit. From Apart from me, you can't do a thing. Mm. I think that's, that's pretty powerful for me because I have walked without God for mm. so many years, and I feel that that just resembles to who i am now i just feel so much more fruitful because i am with him he is you know the savior of my life to be honest bonnie yes definitely i have been in a lot of pain for many years and i didn't even
1: realize it yeah yeah i know one of the things in some of our conversations with you know with you um I can't remember when it was but it was I remember your realization that Jesus was le- is the only way yeah. and how profound that was for you and so that kind of links into what you're talking about in terms of just being grafted in with him and just just connected in with him and and now you know that was really um a profound moment I think for you of realizing that you've found your place. Yes. Found where you belong.
3: Definitely. I just cannot believe how my life is so full cool since I found the Forever Partner. Oh, yes.
1: That's beautiful.
3: And uh, I, I see it's changed my whole family. Mm. It's definitely it's just made a massive. I am so grateful for northbridge community um i would not even call it as a community it's my extended family <laughs> and i always wanted a family so i just feel like when i every time i walk to church oh so nice to see my family again <laughs> everyone is back here so yes
1: yeah oh, well jenny thank you so much for sharing with us this morning it is so encouraging and just beautiful to hear your story but like not only your story, just your family's story yes. <laughs> um and just uh, how God has led you and um has just grown you and and sort of drawn you into his family and we're just mm-hmm. so uh, it's just such a privilege to be a part of that journey um us as a church so so thank you so much um thanks for sharing and hopefully we can see you soon <laughs> thank you
3: you too
0: ah so good to hear that story uh i've been waiting for that for a while <laughs> <laughs> since we met that lovely family um so why don't we just pray together as we um i guess reflect on that and as as we come into worship uh mm. we're going to worship together um and then uh, and then pray and then we'll finish up but let's uh, Let's just pray as we do that. Lord, I'm reminded that the angels are singing and dancing Mm -hmm. as every soul comes into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, we thank you for the White family. Lord, we thank you for Jenny's story and for her um, just love and enthusiasm and passion for you Mm -hmm. and for her willingness to share that with everyone. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, we pray that that would produce so much fruit. Lord, we thank you that reminder that when we remain in you you remain in us and you are fruitful so Lord we ask that you would in each of us you would uh, give us the boldness to talk about what you've done in our lives Mm. and that we would see the fruit just just increase and increase Mm. so Lord as we come to worship now and we Mm we bring all our thankfulness for these stories and our own story of what you've done in our lives and we turn our attention on you Mm. and we bring our praise and our worship to you Mm. thank you